On today's episode of The Glue Guys, we're back, Brian. We're back. It feels amazing. I'm feeling nervous. Oh my God, I got the jitters. I'm jittering. Let's get into this show. Forget this intro. Get in there. Let's get it going. Welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out it's not, it's on Twitter at BK Glue Guys. Netstaley.com. I don't know if we're still technically part of the Athletic, Ooh. which is a subsidiary of the New York Times. We're still trying to figure that out. Brian, nice. how are you? <laughs> like, um, I'm good. Mike, it's good to see you. Good to be seen. Yeah, it's been a long time. Too long, really. A lot has happened in our lives. I, do we owe an explanation? We don't, um, but for the sake of content, you know, we could, we could, there isn't really an explanation. What is the explanation? Yeah, it's kind of lame that we don't have like a true explanation for why we didn't pod. We just didn't, we, you know, it just, the mood didn't strike us. Life got busy. And how many times would you really want us to talk about Damian Lillard to the Brooklyn Nets, Darius which Baisley, I'm going like, to talk about today, Darius Baisley, huge pickup. Huge pickup. Uh, uh, there's so much... You know, I will say uh, thank you all for your kind tweets wondering if we've been fired, if we've been killed, if we were tired. Uh, Some of you who said, uh, are you starting a Washington Wizards podcast? Uh, Go to hell. Yeah, Um, You started farming that kind of those reactions over time. Like once you realized there was an appetite for like, where's Mike? You're like, oh, I want people to be asking where's Mike (laughs) all the time. I love that you identified that. Yeah. Again, I just want people to know Brian has no role in our social media account for the most part. I run the Discord. In- I'm part of I'm the Discord community manager. Okay. But Brian, I just want you to know that if I ever tweet anything that gets me, it's cancelable. Cancelable. We're both going uh, down. I know. I, I, yeah, I'm yeah. going to say that we co-manage that account. <laughs> I, so I, you think I don't know that? Mark that. No, that you're going down with the situation. Yeah. Um. Woke cult, woke America. It's ruining the country. Um, no, I'm I'm excited to be back. I've been Brian and I have been clawing at the door. I can't talk about Brian has new doors. Mm. I don't know how much I you moved wanna... to New Jersey. I'm in New Jersey now, everybody. Brian's tried to get ahead of the Nets moving back to the Meadowlands in eight years. Yeah, time. so that's because because congestion pricing is going to ruin New York City. Another topical. Look, I, Brian, I'm firing out. There's, there's so many topics. So many topics Did you know who uh, Eric Adams is a Freemason that he had got inducted as a Freemason? I saw that on on the Twitter. But Twitters. isn't Freemasonry nowadays just like kind of like a Toastmasters thing? Like, what what are they really into? Yeah, I don't I don't think there's. I mean, they don't they didn't allow uh, women for a long time, so that's like not a great. Look, I feel but like the Freemason. I don't. Such a, it's like a potluck dinner once a month kind of situation. Now. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I think it is. Which actually sounds awful. I'll be honest. Potluck dinner, there's a tremendous amount of pressure. I never live up to the moment. Are you familiar with the perpetual stew phenomenon? No. There's like a there's a social media um, phenomenon that was months ago, but so not a phenomenon anymore, a, a fad really, if we want to call it that. But it was people who are making perpetual stews, which is if you keep a stew at a very low low temperature or whatever, you can just kind of keep it there forever. And you just have like people come in and like come to your house and add things to your stew. And then... You know? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And that was, that was turns like the perfect Brian Egan phenomenon. This is like your I moment. I like food. I like food. Social media. Anyway, like, what it. about the nets? Where are we talking? No, let's not talk <laughs> the, 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 the nets. Um, we will talk about the nets today. Uh, thank you all for have stuck by us through thick and thin. We are going to podcast this year. Uh, I alluded to the fact that we may not be part of the athletic. I work for the athletic still. I'm not getting fired, at least as far as I know. But this pod may be uh, detached from the greater athletic apparatus, or it may stay in. We're still trying to figure out exactly how this will work. No, we're like Sandra Bullock in Gravity right now. We are floating in space. More, Hopefully we're not George Clooney. Wait, which one? Who's more? In George floating? Clooney's the guy who floats, he away. floats away. Okay. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> Shoot. I'm already at it. Yeah. All right. Uh, shout out Mina Kimes, one of our favorites. Mina, I think, is on paternity leave. Well, not paternity leave. That nice. would be something. On maternity leave. Uh, congrats to Mina. There was a beautiful video that her colleagues at NFL Live did for her about, you know, like, congratulations, all this stuff. I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, excited. We'll be sending her some Glue Guys gear. Don't you worry. She will get that uh, coming up right here. Brian, can we talk about the Nets? Uh, yeah, I think we probably we probably could. It is funny. Okay. When we last potted many, many months ago, um, Damian Lillard to the Nets was a thing. Mm-hmm. We took a long pause. Yeah. We took a break. We we went on strike for the WGA. <laughs> yeah. We joined our brethren. That's right. And Fretherins in the WGA. Those are our friends. Okay. Who, you know, not quite brothers, but friends. Sure. Um, our Fretherins uh, in the WGA as they gone on strike against big tech. And we won. We won the battle. This show cannot be recreated via AI. Uh, or can, but like we get credit we'll for it, which AI. is yeah. really what we want. Yeah, we use AI. Um, and Damian Lillard to the Nets is still potentially in the air. Now, I have not talked to you about this, Brian. I have not checked in with the great big brain of Brian Egan about this exact topic. <laughs> Brian <laughs> crossed his eyes for the, for the YouTube, YouTube audience. Uh, I gotta say, I'm gonna guess that you're, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that you have not changed your mind one bit, and you may not know or remember what your mind was was made up on the Damian. What was my mind side of things? Yeah. Um, the the basic framework is it's not going to take everything the Nets have to get Damian Lillard if they wanted to get him. The Toronto Raptors are allegedly in the driver's seat, though that feels like um, some just narrative that was floated out there. Where are you at I remember, right now? I remember where my mind was, and it's still there. Which is that? Where is it? Um, I don't want to be trading for star players anymore. And we, and this is like the. There's two versions of this, right? There's the the engaging with the topic version, where we're like, oh, like Damian Lillard, what do we have to give for him, and so on and so forth. And there's the the not engaging with the topic version, which is like I'm just spoiled from you know the last couple of years where star players just. Um, signed on the dotted line in free agency and it didn't cost us any of our amazing young players or any of our draft capital and it was awesome um so that's what i that's that's what i've been spoiled i'm i'm conscious of that and that's what i want going forward so i don't want to trade anything for damian lillard especially and not to get too much into the weeds now i guess i'm engaging with it a bit i'm of the camp that the damian lillard trade doesn't put us into that you know, super obvious championship contender conversation. It maybe gets us a little bit further along, but I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't put us in the championship conversation. 
it does elevate us a tier. And I do think there's something that's happened in the psychology of the NBA fan that they forget how good Damian Lillard is because Portland hasn't been all that great recently. This this trade saga has gone on for so long and you've heard the arguments that he's not worth Tyler Hero and two first round picks or whatever the trade is the Miami Heat have laid out for Damian Lillard. Everyone mentions that Lillard is 35 years old and as a small guard, you can you can fall off a cliff age wise mm-hmm. and he's going to be making like 60 million dollars in two years. And I understand all of that. I do want to just I want to vouch for Damian Lillard. What will happen is if he gets traded to the Heat, it's going to feel pretty amazing for Heat. The Heat, their fans, and basketball in general to mm-hmm. be reminded of how good Damian Lillard is. And I think if he got traded to Brooklyn, we would feel pretty good after watching just one game. Because what Damian Lillard is, is Kyrie, but like a reliable person. I was about to say a good person. Kyrie, I don't want to say Kyrie's a bad person. I will say his logo is horrible. I don't really I understand s- it. W- w- I am so disappointed. It's I, like, I, I said four, it it's like four lines. I don't get it. Yeah, it's a K. It's a backwards K. It's smooshed together. Listen, if you are the king of conspiracies in the NBA, you have to be bringing... I want... Like, the one thing I would love from Kyrie... Like, there's a lot about Kyrie I don't like. And I'm sorry we're going to talk about Kyrie for a second, but I, I've this has been burning in my skull since I saw his logo released by the Anta... Is it Anta? The Antifa shoe company? Okay. Is that really what it's code for? That's the conspiracy. Um, I actually here. think it's a Chinese yeah. company. But, um, it is. The... If you're that, if you're the guy that Brian and I have picked over his Instagram for years, why are you throwing me into this? This is where I have picked over his <laughs> yeah. Instagram for years. Yes, and we had to pick apart different elements of it to try to understand the mind behind the guy who posts like Egyptian hieroglyphics and then a clip of uh, Alex Jones mm-hmm. and then a, a clip of someone else who's like Jason Whitlock and then just keeps it moving, right? Yeah. Your logo should be so intricate and unapproachable mm. that it. I need to sit down with Dan Brown, Un- the author of, uh, huh? Unapproachable, you said. That's an unapproachable in the way that, like, I can't even begin to sort of pull back Unpack, the layers yeah. of understanding the depths of what this symbol means. Yeah. Instead, the symbol that he brings to the table that he definitely approved. You want you want like the is cube. a K and a and a K. <laughs> you wanted the, two the cube thing in Hellraiser that just like all these little parts that just yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. yeah, I want I want a logo that d- isn't even 2D. I want I do want a, a physical like every bit of shoe has like a spinning cube right. that it that takes could potentially open a portal. Did you hell. watch Westworld? Did you watch? I tried. Did a couple episodes. Yeah, yeah, I know. I understand what you're saying. But there's the element of like when they would like like get into like a there'd be like a maze element inside of a oh. piece of a robot or something. Whoa. That's that I need great. that from Kyrie. Yeah. Like if I need anything from Kyrie at this point or in my life, my relationship Mike, with him, that's what I need from maybe Kyrie. Maybe that is still there. It's hiding hiding in plain sight. It's like one of those it's one of those <laughs> Indiana Jones type type puzzles where it's just like a, that, it's like a rock face you just have to, <laughs> you have to push it would through. be a good tiktok to for us to do like <laughs> like to try to like take it very seriously about yeah. making the Kyrie symbol like an occult the symbology whatever try to unpack yeah. it yeah <laughs> it's like the name of the real killer of the jfk is in Kyrie's logo Whoa. we just have to like decipher it yeah 
Um, and his name is KK. Who is that? Um, anyways. I don't know. Do you have someone in mind? No, I'm trying to think of all the Kim Kardashian. Um, Carrie Kittles. Carrie. Carrie Kittles. Carrie Kittles. There you go. Um, <laughs> he, I, so a while before I had this guy or anything, a passionate defense of Damian Lillard. The Nets should not trade for him, and here's why, Brian. Have you looked at what the 2025 free agent class is like in the NBA? Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure you pour over, I, over it every day. I, I think I've stumbled across it before, but you, may, you might need to remind me. Yeah, Giannis, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. I put Drew Holiday in there just because like, he's attached to Giannis. I, I yeah. know that's like when you say the last name, it's never should be on the list, but you need to build out the list a little bit more. 2025. Here's why that's important. Okay. That's when Ben Simmons' contract is over, and here's who the Nets would only have on the books. Mikael Bridges at about, I think, like 20 million, right? 20, 25 million. Cam Johnson, about 20, 25 million around there. Dorian Finney-Smith has a player option at like 14 million. And if they re-sign Nick Claxton or Spencer Dinwiddie or both, those contracts are going to be around $20 million a year. Okay? That's a bundle of $20 million contracts, mm-hmm. 20 to 25. That will end at that time. The new, uh, like the new NBA TV TV contract will come through. They are doing a smoothing out process, but the cap is going to raise ten percent every year, basically for a few years, mm-hmm. starting in twenty twenty five. The cap will raise next year, so we're still two years away. Long and short of it is, the Nets are positioned to do what you want them to do. You want the world where a free agent walks in the door puts on the black and white Brooklyn Nets jersey, and we don't trade any assets. And I think Damian Lillard would help bring that person in the door, Mm -hmm. but his contract is so large that that person coming through the door... Can't fit. Can't fit in the door. Just can't fit in the door. Can't fit in the door. It's a Willy Wonka situation, you know, where the... Sure, the blueberry person. Um, And the other question, though, is for us and for the fans, are we willing to do two years of 36 win basketball, Mike? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's that's what we're staring down the barrel of right now. I I mean, I propose the middle path like I've, I've been I don't know what the Bulls are doing, but I've been obsessed with DeMar DeRozan coming to this team. He's on a shorter term contract. Yeah, he's old ish, older, but he is the type of guy who like. He can prop up, not that he's done this much with the Bulls, admittedly, but he can prop up a team. He's exactly what this team needs, like just a scoring bro. Yeah. Right? DeMar has one. Listen to this. He's on. He's an expiring contract to $28.6 million. That's, that's a quick, hey, we package a few things together on the net side. You guys get Royce O'Neal and Dorian Finney-Smith. It's maybe it's a three-way trade where the Bulls are getting young assets, Cam Thomas. We'll talk about Cam Thomas in a sec. Um, and the Nets get like a DeMar DeRozan type who can be the bridge leader until we get to the 2025 time frame. Can I qualify something with what you just Please. said? Please. I'm reminded of a comment from the last months and months ago that's stuck in my craw. I get one guide. You, have you, are you familiar with the term one guying? Um, somebody that's like one, one guy yep. on Twitter, one guy in the YouTube comments that you fixate on. Um, oh, sure. So yeah, there was one life. guy in the YouTube comments, and, and you had this take last time. I remember it's a great take. It's a 
it's a really it's a it's an amazing take and uh but he digested it as this guy thinks demar Derozan's better than damian lillard and he want he doesn't want dame does want <laughs> demar Derozan. uh so mike why do you think demar Derozan is better than damian lillard <laughs> so happy that you remembered that comment from june yeah the one i am i'm a sicko i'm a sick person um Lillard is making $45.6 million this year. Mm-hmm. And then by 2026, 2027, we talked $63.2 million. DeMar DeRozan is making about 15 to $20 million less this very year. And then his contract expires. Um, so who who's on a better deal? DeMar DeRozan. Like DeMar DeRozan is on a massively better deal. Now, for the Nets, they're, they're in this interesting position because I do think what's going to happen, and I hope it's going to happen, I hope Cy doesn't get, um, you know, sort of like anxious because I, I I hear your point. Like, are we willing to sit like it's all well and good in preseason to be like, I support a long term bill for two years. Right. Yeah. That's my that's my own voice. I'm doing an impression of myself there. Okay. Um, but. Are we are we really willing to sit through that basketball? Like I'm going to get antsy in December, and I'm going to want to make a big trade. Yeah. Like I I admit that, but I'm also an addict, and you don't mm. listen to an addict on how to live your life. Yeah. The, though. Anyway, well, once so they're reformed, the, you do. Then because they've been what's through that? it. Once they're reformed, then then you can listen to them. Then you can listen. To Not them. when they're yeah. in the throes of addiction. Like the um, what's that guy's name who started the fire festival? Now he's out and starting his own fire festival again. And I, I trust him this time around because the first time around, yeah. But now he's reformed. He went th- everyone who goes through the prison system is reformed, right, Brian? Yeah. Um Billy, <laughs> what's his name? Billy something? Billy McFarland. Billy McFarland. <laughs> you know, he's starting a fire festival. And, and he's calling it fire festival? He's keeping the brand. He's calling it fire festival. Is what how do you view that? Move? Is it still as, as a he- luxury? festival or has nothing literally so. nothing about it has changed he's just running it back. I, think, I think he's running it back okay but people are signing up i mean oh you to go know film TikTok it, to go people. like just be um like in a in a scary somewhat like desperate situation and, and film it for tiktok it's not a bad business plan <laughs> I was just thinking, like, that's kind of a funny idea, too. It's kind of like a open-air escape room. Like, can you yeah. survive <laughs> the, the geodesic tent for <laughs> for a week? Like, that's you a- should just get it. You should just be up front. Like, this is going to be hell. That's this so funny. going to be hell, but there, like, Snoop Dogg is going to show up. I mean, it, there is, like, a weird sort of, not to get too, you know, meta on this, but, like, you know, sort of... Um, just, you know, late stage capitalism effect here where it's like, you know, you're a rich enough person that you want to like feel what it's like to be like a refugee in a geodesic tent for for a week. And then you pay exorbitant fees to do it and then film it and then monetize it. This is like a George Saunders short story, Mike. Anyways, um, well, shout out to yeah, Billy it's McFarlane. Like a, it's like um, social sadomasochism. Yeah. Right. It's 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 like you're treating yourself badly for enjoyment but not yeah right am i saying that right i think so is that what I think sadomasochism <laughs> is social sadomasochism yeah. wow this is, that felt that felt smart we're gonna have a senior thesis cooked up here in no time <laughs> um i don't know i just i don't think the nets are in this i don't think the nets are realistically in this it, in either. this what do you mean in in the in bidding the dam- in the fire festival no yeah in the bidding like i don't it would surprise me if the Nets are truly 
offering anything. Like, I think, sure, there's a point, a price point where they're like, we have to do it. But I don't think the, the Trailblazers are like, that price point's maybe like Spencer Dinwiddie, <coughs> Royce O'Neal, and some first-round picks. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why are the net like, the Nets would know that like that's not even a realistic offer in any like the hard thing for the Nets is like it, it the, the tier above which is offering Ben Simmons and a bunch of picks is kind of unappetizing at this point unless if they are convinced because I'll touch on what Jacques Vaughn said about mm. Ben but Let's unless just- they're fully convinced that Ben will never contribute to this team and they want to get him off the team right now before other teams find out mm-hmm. the answer. I mean, I feel like <clears throat> other teams already have that answer and we're the only team that's still like trying to figure it out. That's, <laughs> that's that we, we are holding the bag. Um, Maybe not. Maybe he'll surprise us. Well, well Mike, we I'm, get- I'm being tricked again, Brian. I'm being lulled. Yeah, into- you are. You're, you're taking the bait, which is fine. I mean, like, hey, you know, it's fun to it's fun to believe in things. I'm I, I'm jealous of of that position. Um, I, I we should, we can get right into the Jacques Vaughn things because I also saw those those quotes, and it um, Jacques Vaughn and Ben Simmons have an interesting relationship. Like they have a unique and odd, maybe contentious relationship, and I like it. I love it. I love the way Jacques Vaughn's handling this. Absolutely. Yeah, Jacques's not. Um, He's not wearing the kid gloves at the moment. Yeah, and because it, it's like, so Ben is this mystery box. He has been for so long. He was a mystery. He was a mystery box when he was very good, when he was an all NBA defensive player, when he was thought to be one of the best young players in the NBA. He still was this sort of like unknowable. What the hell is going on with this guy? Mm-hmm. Even though he's on social media a bunch, it's like everything like he he takes like my social media life in terms of my basketball ability is so dramatically different than what it is on the court. Like he, no one shoots more threes on, on social media than Ben Simmons. Unless, I mean, the, the, the threes on social media to real life ratio has to be the most skewed. We should do, we can crunch those numbers probably. Yeah, we'll, the person we'll that's numbers. taken the most threes on social media and least comparatively in games. That's a good and Jacques is in Jacques. They spoke yesterday, Jacques and Sean Marks. And, um, Jacques was like, hey, we have, I don't know, I think he was like, it's not an agreement. It's like uh, an understanding or something was was his phrasing, I believe. Um, we have an expectation for Ben. Um, so this, is what, this is what Jacques said. I think our relationship is in such a good place right now because we've been able to talk through that moment of our lives where I expected him to do things that I've come to understand that physically he wasn't able to do. I think at that time, you kept hearing me talk about force and those things and how I wanted to play and so on. Now a revelation where I've seen the work he's put in, where he where he was at, and some of those things have been revealed to me. And I think that's why our relationship's in a really good place. But they talk about there's an agreement more so than a commitment. The agreement is if he's playing consistent at a high level, then our pictures, Ben's picture, Jacques' picture, look exactly the same, which is Ben Simmons would be point guard. Can I say something, um, Mike? Yes, I really relate to this because, um, you know, in my <laughs> can't wait to hear why <laughs> there's there's new research out <clears throat> from sports scientists that uh, suggest that you actually catch your breath faster when you put your hands on your knees and you and you breathe that way. <laughs> and for as long as I can remember, when I was in high school sports, you know, any sport I played, 
they were like, don't put your hands on your knees, like stand up and put your arms of your head. Not, not true. And they're asking me to do something that my body didn't, <laughs> did not want to do. Mike, this blows my mind. I still, to this day, yeah. as I'm, after I go for a run, I'm putting my arms up over my head. Like no. I'm a pterodactyl. Yeah. So you're telling me I'm doing it all wrong. Well, if you want to catch your breath faster, that's you, you want to get, yeah, you, you want to put your hands on your knees. Apparently that's usually when you're like fighting against like the basic urges of your body, it's like, there's a reason that your, your body wants to do something like that. You know, I don't know the spot, the science what behind it. That that's not, that's to, not the science. Right? That, what, that was what else not the body abs. urges extend to <laughs> that was my own addendum to the science. The scientists have their own reasons. That was my, <laughs> that was my uh, editorial. I mean, that's essentially the Joe Rogan, you know, uh, the Joe Roganification of science, right? It's like, well, Mike, there's scientific fact maybe. And then it's just like the Rogan effect on top of you it. Know, we're free agents, like, Mike. It, and so I'm going, I'm going after that Rogan <laughs> money. <laughs> Right now. We did talk Kyrie, yeah. so you know we're, we're available to talk about that. Yeah. Um, I love I I I mean, how many times have been yelled at? Get your hands off your knees. How many times? At least a dozen. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a low number. It's <laughs> a very low number over the span of your life. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it. Yeah, you're right. It feels natural. It's what everyone wants to do. And so, and so, in a lot of ways, I can relate to the Ben Simmons Jacques Vaughn dynamic here. You know, because so of that. Uncle- yeah, I'm unclear of what the relationship is between hands on the knees. Somebody You're was saying- asking me to do something uncomfortable, and I didn't want to do it. That's and and we were so your bed and Simmons. we were both playing sports at the time that that was happening. That's the um, yeah. that's the big connection. Yeah. Um, are you being lulled by by Benjamin? Yeah, of course. I mean, to I'm like. I'd say I'm like 40% lulled, you know, I'm trying, I'm really trying to, um, to keep my eye on the prize here and, and know that this is, you know, a less likely situ- uh, scenario that, that he comes out and, and is, you know, all-star level Ben Simmons. Um, but I'm getting lulled. I'm sure I'm, I'm of course getting lulled. I, I mean, he's the better O'Rourke of basketball. It's like, <laughs> that is, I'm like, I'm like, that's the guy. Yeah. That's that's the guy he's going to do. He's going to pull it out in Texas, whether it's becoming governor, beating Ted Cruz as a senator. I see one speech and I'm like, wow, he just switched to Spanish during the speech. That blows my mind. Right. And then when it comes time to actually play the game, not what I want. Mm. It's not what I see. It's not 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 the, the vision I saw in my brain. Yeah. And Ben it's almost it's very unfair to better O'Rourke to compare him to Ben Simmons. It is it is a weird oh. situation though at the uh and, and this is like back back injuries are so crazy, you know. Um it's hard to know what's what's real and what's not with them. But it is funny that like at the professional level, Jacques Vaughn is is like the coach in in uh, hoop dreams or whatever, just like, you know, grinding Ben Simmons into into dust. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> Except he didn't play I know. he didn't play him and he was just mean to him. Yeah. Which I again appreciate talk about the mystery box we you know like when Jacques was talking yesterday he was like he said this is simple him like ben is playing five on five no restrictions he's good to go for training camp i love that because so much again of ben simmons was like he's playing three on two but with restrictions like what does that mean what is what could three on two with restrictions mean and then there's the the again there's the instagram videos of him shooting threes and working with like i don't know like Dan Marley on how to shoot yeah. threes. And 
and and it's like okay so why doesn't he shoot him in the games and then when you ask him it he's like well i'm trying to do what's best for the team and me shooting threes is and i'm like yeah but it is like if you could do it that's dramatically better for the team than what you do which is if we remind people what his shot chart was for the brooklyn nets it was that blue area which is the paint it was that mm-hmm. and anything outside of that was just an x <laughs> and it wasn't very far from the paint but i'm getting lulled whether it's l-o-l-ed or l-u-l-l I'm getting whether i'm laughing out loud or is that not good <laughs> anyways Whoa. your face your face was like like that's good stuff that's good content um this is like the galaxy brain on ben right now is this is the moment to trade him because this is the this is always the peak of ben simmons's year right before training camp right before training camp it's like i've never been in better shape i'm feeling healthy i've been working on my shot you've seen the instagram videos of me hitting jumpers receiving passes and hitting threes this is the time because what will typically happen is he will not do that mm-hmm. when he plays basketball. That he will arrive at training camp, he'll probably get a hamstring injury at some point, and then we'll just coast into nothingness. I hope that's not the case because this team could be so fun if Ben Simmons is point like. I will say center Ben Simmons is dead. I will never bring up the idea that Ben Simmons should be a center. Well, because okay. defensively he he cannot play center. Okay. He just can't. He's not and it's the worst use of his talent. He is a perimeter defender extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. When he's healthy. He's not a center. Just cuz he's tall doesn't mean he's a center. Um don't profile him that way, Brian. Don't you dare. <laughs> that's that's my bad. Sorry. Don't you dare do that. <laughs> Sorry. Um and like, you know, yeah, sure. Am I excited about the idea of the Kraken-like defense of Ben Simmons, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Dinwiddie's not a bad defender, Nick Claxton? I mean, offensively, again, the biggest question will be Claxton, Ben mm-hmm. Simmons, the other. I'm just, I'm getting lulled. I'm getting you pulled are. You're in. You're getting lulled, getting, I can tell. But I will say, I, in terms yeah. of like being a not-great team or sort of like middle slash below middle of the pack team i do like that we at least have some kind of identity um on paper going into the season of just a defensive powerhouse it's one it's one thing to be you know like teams who are truly bad struggle to have like do you do and like one a good thing one one good thing and um we should be good defensively we should be really good and that's a thing that's one really good thing to be and it's a good defensive team that is flexible (laughs) against almost every team right it's like uh, Nick Claxton is the best switching big man just about in the NBA. He's maybe not the greatest like guarding Jokic type, but nobody really guards Jokic or Embiid all that well anyways. What Nick Claxton does really great as a center is he can switch on to anyone, and he is a deterrent at the rim. That's the two best abilities right now for a defensive center. Bridges is probably going to be on the dream team. Pot- ha- Wait, how do you say three in French? Un, deux, trois. Patois. Patois? Because because the Olympics is going to be in oh. France. France. Okay. I'm trying to work on my French accent. Um, how was that? Was, was that beautiful. good? I liked it. Um, he, Bridges is going to get called up to the LeBron squad for the actual Olympics because he was the best player. He's like, at that level, he's like the best glue guy or like, <clears throat> hey, call back. Call back to the name. That's the name of the show. Call like, back to the name of the show. <laughs> um. 
I mean, he was really, uh, I don't know, Christian Winfield, shout out, had a nice little thing about um, Mikhail Bridges' uh, FIBA tournament stuff where he kind of cemented himself as the second best player, I guess, behind Anthony Edwards. Um, Hit that crazy shot. Did you see that one shot that he hit? What's that? The Bridges? um, Yeah. Free throw miss to turn around three in the corner. Yeah, it was like part Ray Allen. Yeah, so um, crazy. It was incredible. Um, every, and I was feasting on that while we were not potting. I, I loved every minute of looking at the stat line, watching the games, and being like, Mikael Bridges does not miss. He's the second most important player on the team behind Anthony Edwards. And Anthony Edwards had bad games where Bridges like didn't have a bad game. Cam Johnson, I don't want to talk about, you know, he didn't, you know, ended up not living up to it, but that's okay. He doesn't need to live up to it. Um, <laughs> I'm, well, I, you know, yeah. You're soft on this Cam team, Johnson. You don't. Just rolling out the red carpet for him. I was so hot. He had like two good games to start uh, the World FIBA World Cup, and then he totally tanked. And I, like, I was about to be like, the Nets are gonna win the championship, and then yeah, it just didn't happen for me um, in that way. Yeah. I don't. Know, I, I think this. Hey, this was a vibe show. You know, we're we're coming oh, we're back. Just, this is very loosey goosey. You know, next time it'll be incredibly regimented. We'll have timestamps on every <laughs> talking point. A lot of data to back all of our arguments up. It'll be different. Well, well, just to just set the table. You know, I love a, a good table setting. Um, the Nets play preseason games in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, Monday on Columbus Day or Indigenous People's Day. Let me set the table big time for you, Mike. We're going to be potting at least once a week, oftentimes twice. But here's the other thing. If you don't join the Discord, you're not going to know what the Dirty Stream is, which is me streaming games on Twitch, and we all hang out, and it's the funnest place to watch games. It's our little community. If you're not doing that, you're gonna. I'm going to be streaming as much as po- humanly possible, probably all the preseason games um, and a lot, and basically try to get all the regular season games in too. And then, you know, huge playoff run as well. But um, if just to set the table, we're going we're, – we're, producing nets content again this season mike it's not we're not going anywhere <laughs> nothing changes we're going to Piscataway and rawway yeah and i'm not we're not fucking leaving mike Metal. it's, yeah, it's wolf of wall street energy um yeah, big time which i just started watching again Fantastic. started watching wolf of wall street yeah, like I, I haven't watched it. It's like one of the movies now that's like top 10 Netflix. So I was like, it's a funny thing you know, to I say, would... like watch it. Like I started watching it again as if it's like a, it's like a two hour long movie, right? Yeah. It's like two and a half hours. Yeah. That's how, <laughs> well, my life as a parent, it's like, yeah. there's only so many times you could put Wolf of Wall Street on the TV that the kids aren't going to see uh, Leo DiCaprio do cooking my, my, on one the of side of a favorite, prostitute. Favorite stories is how you went with just you and your mother-in-law to go see Wolf of Wall Street by yourselves. Yeah, it's just a classic. Eleven a.m. showing in, in Chelsea, New York. That was eleven a.m. I, for, I forgot how the movie begins with him doing cocaine from the butt in the butt from the butt. Yeah, and I was like, uh, <laughs> and like I think I moved, you nudged your mother-in-law like I love this part. This is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta watch the way Leo goes down on this chick. Oh God. Hey, Anita, oh, God. check it out. <laughs> Um, anyways, yeah, it's, uh, that was one of the roughest, uh, experiences of my life though. I think because my mother-in-law did not, neither of us walked out of the theater and we stuck to it. We bond. I mean, we bonded even even greater than before. Like you, you just pretend you just, you did the normal talk about the movie. We just kept it rolling. We allowed the movie to wash over us individually. Um, you know, she kept saying things like, oh, I remember those days. I was like, Anita, 
No, she didn't say that. That's a joke. That's Classic. a bad joke. Uh, lesson. I mean, here's, here's the thing. Huge props yeah. to you and your relationship with your mother-in-law to just be going to watch movies in general alone. That's a that's next level, you know? Oh, yeah. We're, I think we're going to go to the National, National Portrait Gallery, gallery together. You know, oh, okay. And then have Indian food after. Whoa. I have a very close relationship with my in-laws. Yeah, that's cool. Know. Is that cool? I, I mean, it's not cool, but it's it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's like great. It's nice. It's very it's sweet. Very odd. We love that. Yeah. We love that. Yeah. I try to be a nice place. person. Um, yeah. Sorry, I try to be a good person. I, I'm being off. I mean, so kill me, bro. <laughs> do you want me to lie to you? I'm, it's not cool, but it is good. You know, <laughs> those two things can be. Oh, that's a good segment. Yeah. Not cool, but good. Yeah. You know, we can figure something out. We're, we are going to do. We're going to. The bits are going to come back. We'll do all the bits. I will say, um, I'll tweet this out, obviously, but mailbag pod coming up. You, anything obviously you can ask us where the hell we've been all the way up to like the little bit of minutiae i think we're gonna i think i'm gonna do a 25 hour solo cam thomas pod where i just talk about all these people on twitter who think cam thomas is the answer yeah uh this season i'm gonna tell them they're wrong um we'll have previews we'll have guests oh. uh games prizes huge uh, prizes a dunk big money big money this season prizes big money we're we're gonna trot out you know the machine that you it's like a tube you sit in with that they blow money that's, up at that's you. gets sticky with mickey and win cash for free that's <laughs> that's a, that's sometimes a way that i when mike calls me i'll say it gets sticky with me because people call mike mickey in his personal life that's from matilda yes. get sticky with mickey and win cash for free anyways mike get us out of here that's from Matilda. Yeah, it's from he's, that's Danny DeVito's like when they're watching TV and oh yeah 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 um, not cool but check good. Us out like. on <laughs> check us yeah. out on Twitter. Yeah, Matilda references really <clears throat> right. fucking rock the demo. Right. Um, check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys NetsDaily.com. We are still on NetsDaily and Discord.gg slash Glue Guys. Again, you are going to miss out if you are not part of that extended. Community, this is what you're seeing here is just the tip of the iceberg. It goes deep. So get in there. Yeah, it's Twitter's a cesspool and, and Discord, and Discord is, is a, a hot is paradise. Paradise. All right, paradise lost and found. Brian. Mike, thanks for having me. Great, great to see you. All right.